Hey everyone, I'm Kayara. And I'm Mariam. And on Wednesdays, we do podcasts. We're just a couple of gals getting together once a week. And we hope that you can join us. And better yet, tell a friend. Here we are. I can't believe it. Finally. We made it. Who knew from just a simple Instagram message joke post? Hey, Kara, we should do a podcast. Yeah, we should do a podcast. That's the idea. <laughs> like, How good. Like, I mean, it's a podcast, so we could technically be sitting here naked, couldn't we? And nobody would know. No one has to know. I mean, we're not in this particular. Yeah, we're definitely not. No. I mean, so we, get your, your minds off that delightful thought right now. <laughs> I love the fact that it's left up to everybody's imagination. Oh, this is brilliant. I oh know. This is so good. I know. And this is only the first of many. Oh, so excited. We've got like a whole series planned, don't we? We do. Over the next few weeks, we want to bring you our thoughts and feels on a myriad of subjects, really, that we feel affect us in our life, that are affecting our friends, our friends' friends, people we know, really. Yeah, and I mean, what better subject do we have than to talk about things that affect the gals, you know, because... I agree. Uh, if you weren't aware, I'm a gal, she's a gal. Yeah, so just a couple of gals. A couple of gals and a podcast. So we thought we'll do the things that affect women in particular. Yep. Young girls as well. Like yes. I say women because we're women. Um, yes. From a women's perspective, of course, it's not going to be all about, you know, periods and shit. I don't know. Like, you know <laughs> Might <what>? be. <laughs> a little bit, but not the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> as everybody gets their minds back out of that to talk about tampons. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we'll talk about all of the stuff that affects the gals, and I'm really looking forward to mm, it. But, me too. I mean, we've started on a hardcore subject, haven't we? Pretty hardcore. So when we were doing a little bit of, you know, brainstorming, I guess, we thought, what are the things that are really affecting the gals of today? And it, something that was definitely your baby probably was social media. Yes. So let's start on that. Okay. At the time that we got our heads together in particular, I had experienced some, mm, probably not the best best news. I'd gotten some word that uh, some people had seen my social media and had formed a complete opinion and, and conclusion about who I was as a person and didn't want anything to do with me. And it's the first time I've ever really come across that. And I, I found that really confronting. Yeah, as you yeah. would. I realised that I am sort of part of that problem in the way, when I say problem, I mean, um, you know, social media, as we've said, has pros and cons, but I've kind of just been the more like, oh, I'll use it for work and it doesn't really affect my personal life, but it, it kind of has now. Yeah, which is cruel. Mm. I mean, it is cruel because I had, you know, before I met you, I did the thing that you do when you have never met somebody, jumped on the facey, jumped mm. on the gram and just had a bit of a stalk, you know what I mean? Had a casual yeah. scroll. And I was like, damn, this girl gets up to some shit, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, now that I've met you, you don't. <laughs> no, I you are watch damn Netflix bland. Every night. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, one night Kara asked me to go for drinks and cocktails and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can on Friday. And um, I'm thinking she's going to think I'm really busy, busy, super important, exciting life. And, and you said, are you just going to be watching Netflix at home? I was like, yeah. Pretty yeah, much. <laughs> she caught me straight up. And, I mean, I'm one of those people that's openly bland. Like, I am the most boring mm. 20... How old am I now? 26-year-old on the planet. But on a side note to that, like, I don't cop any sort of uh, social media abuse or yes. hate or anything like that. And I, yes. don't, I don't know why because, like, I can be a pretty terrible person. But 
I'm not on social media. Do you know what I mean? I know. And it's, well, firstly, I also don't think you're bland because you have like 10 jobs and you do a million things and you never really stop. Correct. Which I think is so interesting. Doesn't leave much room for a social life. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But um, I guess with what I do, yeah, it's annoying because it, I kind of, it does open you up to stuff. And then you end up in this weird little relationship with social media where, as in I end up in this weird relationship where I'm like, got to post, got to seem interesting, got to show my personality, also got to do this. But then, oh, then, then flipping to... I'm not going to post anything and I can't and this is awful and I just wanted to get rid of it. And I've deactivated my accounts that many times that it's just a joke now. Yeah. I have a friend that's like, oh, just letting you gals know, like, I'm going to be off the facey for a little while. I'm oh like, gosh. why, babe? Oh, you know, I just need a break. I'm like, but why do you have to deactivate it? I've mm. never really understood the concept. Right. And until I sort of spoke to you, I didn't really believe that it happened to people that I knew. Oh. Like, I just sort of thought it was your celebs. Like, not that Mariam is not a celebrity, everybody listening. I'm but, not at all. <laughs> no, she's not. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a person in the public eye, and I guess you're no more or less in the public eye than I am. So I'm, I don't know why I'm saying this, mm. but, you know, I thought that it sort of didn't happen to the, the average person. And it bloody well does. Oh, it does. It does. And I, until you brought it up, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't get involved in that shit. And then I realised, I went through my screenshots <laughs> album in my phone and I realised I am not the person that will ever, ever condone or tolerate somebody, you know, commenting on a post being like, you know, put your tits away or how much money did you spend on that or being negative. But I will screenshot it and send it mm. to my friends. Yeah, a lot of people do. And that's not okay. <laughs> and I have since ceased that exercise. Wow. I am trying to be a better version of myself. Oh, look at you. I Isn't that nice? It is, yeah. <laughs> and Kyara and Nice go together just perfectly, don't they? Um, everybody out there sitting at home pissing themselves, laughing as I call myself Nice. But I am actively <laughs> trying. I am. I am actively trying. That's and good. <clears throat> it's a cleaner way to live. Yeah, absolutely, as we Less sit here stress. eating our greasy chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah, I mean, cleaner in the mind. <laughs> cleaner not, in the mind. necessarily what we're eating. So <laughs> then it brought me to this, um, you know, because I'm a huge, like, researcher and investigator. And I, I went into this, you. like, researchy phase of, like, well, why do people do this? Mm. And, I mean, the first thing, and everybody at home sitting there going, well, it's not a reflection of who the person is that they're picking on but themselves. And so everybody true. knows that. Yeah, yeah. like, you, you know that. But it's hard when you're the person getting attacked, I'm sure. So I was like, well, why do people post the, the pictures that aren't them? You know, like you're saying, oh, I need to be careful of what I post. Mm. And I'm like, well, why are you concerned what people think about? And I came across this, like, interesting tidbit, and we did discuss it briefly, but while we're, like, on air, I just want to throw it out there, that people's social media accounts are like a puppet. Right? I love this, yes. I yeah. was hoping you would get to yeah. this. Yeah, so it's the social media account themselves is like this felt puppet that you put over the hand that is your real self. Yeah, so the hand underneath the puppet nobody gets to know about. That's the real you. Mm. And you think about it as like a, name a puppet that you know. Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy, great. So Miss Piggy, right, who the fuck's hand is up Miss Piggy's ass? <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows. And nobody quite frankly cares. No one cares. Because Miss Piggy puts on a pretty good show herself. Exactly. So I'm pretty sure we should see if Miss Piggy's got her own Insta account or something. Anyway, irrelevant. Probably does. You know, so Miss Piggy posts all of these pictures and people like them and people attack her 
perhaps, you know, say mean things about her, like her nose is too snout-like. Yeah. I get, you know. She looks too piggy. Yeah, yeah, she's round. She has some curves. Mm. You know, maybe Miss Piggy needs to lose a couple of kegs. But nobody comments about the hand. Nobody, and Miss Piggy could say something that is rude or, you know, um, impressionable to young people, and nobody blames the hand. Yeah, Okay. So I often wonder if that's the reason why people's social media accounts are so tailored and so fake. I guess yeah. that's the word I'm looking for. Yes. Are so covering the real person because mm-hmm. they're so afraid that people are not going to like the hand. I feel like that is very true. I'll tell you something I've never really understood personally, but a, same as how you're learning, I'm learning as well, is if you didn't need to have social media to post say it's you know you don't have a business you're promoting or you don't really need to have it why you would have it and I have a friend who's always posting and she's always here there and doing all these things which is great and she wants to share it with her immediate friends I never I always feel like I don't I never understand why because when I got social for me I only have insta I'm so I'm such a nana like with Facebook Twitter Snapchat, I just don't even know because I did, I got rid of everything 2013 years ago. And then when I started working in radio in Sydney a few years ago, my boss said, just get something because you've got to, everyone's on, online and this and that. And living in Sin- Sydney, living in Bondi and doing that whole thing, I started to sort of really curate my social media and it became a business card. And I'm really proud of it. And I actually really loved everything I, I put on there, but it was very much the highlight reel, like a lot of people's social media. And very much a, um, these are some of the surface level things that I'm into. Going to the beach, going to yoga, meditation, makeup, beauty and fashion, and that's it. Who I am as a real person, you're not going to get there. You'll get that if you listen to me on the radio or, well, now with Insta Story. This is why I like Insta Stories because you get to show a bit more. I fucking hate Insta Stories. Isn't that funny? I love Insta Stories. <laughs> and Karen, I'm talking about this. Kyra hates the, the clinging of the champagnes. And I'm like, let's cling everything. <laughs> <laughs> let's put the entire concert that we went to on Insta Stories. Oh, that was you. I know. And I, like, don't get me wrong. I love me some Venga Boys and shit. Mm. But it's like, you're there. Just enjoy, enjoy. it. Well, actually, you're... I'm very proud to say that I did go to a concert recently and I did do that. But um, in the past, my drunken self will lie, like Insta story everything through the night. The next day, there's my off key voice screaming over the top of Venga Boys or whatever and you have regrets. This time around, I only filmed a few clips yep. and then I put my phone away. And then the next day, so because people were like, oh, didn't you see Aqua? Didn't you see? And I was like, well, no, I did. But I, I was there. I was there. I didn't see yeah. it. So I just shared a couple of bits. And that's, again, Posted comes, that to the memory it, bank it comes, instead. Exactly. And that yeah. comes back to, again, and it sounds really wanky, and I hate saying this. There's, like, two little versions inside me going, ah, don't say it. But the other version's like, but it does come down to I do have an audience yep. that I have built that do want to see that sort of thing. So I often will be like, oh, I don't want to post anything. And then I will have people say, you're not really showing anything that you do. Oh, okay, so I will. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. And that's the shit thing about it is why does anybody need that? And it is, it's a business thing and I've got a business. We all know all of that. You know, like I get it. But on a side note, it's just like sometimes you just want to do things, be present. 
Oh, the big present piece is huge. It's so huge. And I see it all the time doing my weddings, you know, and I'll be standing up the front with, like, legitimately the best view in the whole room, right? Like, I get the first view of the bride. I get to watch the groom, you know, like, cry as this beautiful woman walks down or, you know, two grooms, two brides, whatever. Anyway, I get the best view in the house and I look back at a 100-piece audience on their iPhones filming the whole thing. You know, since... I've had one of those. I now ask people to put their phones away because it's just not the place. And and I wonder what it is about that moment mm. that they feel that they need to share with people that perhaps didn't deserve to be there. You know what else I think is I think people are so attached now to recording everything that it's almost like they can't imagine just enjoying it and having that memory. It's almost like they think, well, if I don't record it, it's like it never happened. I'll never have that memory. But how many people go back and watch it? It's like, you know, when you see people film an entire concert and then go back and, yeah, I posted a few little clips to Insta story, but I'm talking... That, and that's the last of it. I'll never watch that again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because it disappears no in 24 does. hours. But that's the. But, that's, but even on my phone, yeah. the ones I've got saved on my phone, I'll never look at it yeah. again. I'll go and delete it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what's the? Why did I bother? And, and that's the thing. I think that what we need to separate ourselves from, and, and I'm the worst for it. Like, I genuinely get up in the morning, and by get up, I mean wake up, like crack my eyes open. And instead of getting up to wash my face and brush my teeth, I sit on my phone and scroll for 10 minutes. Yes. And not for anything. Like, half the time, I'm not even looking at it. Like, I'm just mindlessly scrolling and Mm -hmm. wait for something that's worth my stop. And the fact of the matter is that a lot of the times there's nothing. Yeah. And, you know, now my feed, well, prior to this, was just full of junk. And that's what I want to get to. Right. Right. So I want to get to why it is that me and you have these things that may make us feel a couple of different feelings, which I'm going to just outline for everybody listening so that they can maybe have a think about them too. Okay, great. So when I was doing this research, I thought, well, Marie Kondo, as we all know, is absolutely on trend, right? Mm -hmm. So her theme for cleansing one's home of junk is does this item bring me joy? So you pick up, let's just say, a vase that you've had for a couple of years and you go, does this item bring me joy? And if the answer is yes, you get to keep it. And if the answer is no, you throw it away. Have you heard of this, Mariam? I haven't yet. Oh, until you told me about it. I hadn't heard of it. So it's on trend. Now, I don't live in a cluttered home. I found that my social media was perhaps a little bit of, you know, that junk room, three doors down that you've got that you just sort of throw your shit into. And you know your social media is your digital home. So it's a home of sorts. It's a home. Okay. That's a scary thought. Let's just avoid that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to think of my my digital home. Anyway, well, if it is, my digital home was a fucking brothel. So (laughs) back back to this. So I decided to start with Instagram, right, because I have less Instagram accounts that I follow than I did in Facebook. I figured oh, it was a smaller. Yeah. small. Yeah, let's start small and work our okay, way out. Okay, cool. So I asked, I wrote down, I like had to visualise it, so I wrote down a couple of things and I want you guys listening to ask yourself this when you're going through your feed next. Does what you are viewing bring you happiness? If the answer is yes, then keep it. Now, I want to go through some things that don't. Does this account thing that you're seeing make you feel less like yourself? Does this account make you unhappy in some way? Does the images that they're portraying make you feel unsafe, unheard, or misunderstood? And if the answer is yes to any of those, why 
Are you still following them? You've got those accounts, don't you? I have those accounts, but they're people that I know. Not friends, but just people that I know who I've felt obligated to follow. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, I think I need to. Yeah, and I just, like, I thought we'd all Marie Kondo our accounts. (gasps) I'm into this. So I, like, opened up my phone and I had a couple of celebs in the beginning, Mm. but I was like, babe, you never, ever going to look like Heidi Klum. Now, she is not by any means a bad influence, right? No. But every time I looked at them, like, she was, like, on a jet somewhere and and, and I was just like, you know what, none of this shit I enjoy looking at. (laughs) Like, I don't, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It just didn't bring me joy. So I unfollowed her. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Right? And a couple of people that I went to high school with that are just, you know, they're not bad people, but it's just like. It's not bringing you joy. No, exactly. And then. There was one account, and I can't remember what it was, but it was constantly, and people that know me, like I am by no means thin or a health nut or any of these things, and I don't particularly care what people think about me or the way that I look, but for some reason there was this one particular person that was sort of like me, not thin, not, you know, particularly like a 10 or anything, and they were actively trying to be somebody else. Like, and that made me feel like perhaps I should be trying to change myself too. Like, okay. they weren't a bad influence. They were just trying to be a better version of themselves, perhaps. Mm. But I'm quite happy with the version of me that I've got going on. And so you should be. So I defollowed them. So now I've got, like, what, like four accounts that I actually enjoy. you enjoy <laughs> so, so I don't know whether I've made my account, like, a little bit sparse, but I figured mm. I can now go and fill it up with things that do make me happy, like dogs and shit. Yes. I always, and you know, at risk of sounding like a real, um, oh, okay, Mariam, you know, you can do no wrong with Instagram. I will say, in a way, without knowing it was Marie Kondoing, I have done this exercise. I had not realised that I've done it. And it's only because I've had such a turmoil and I had so much resistance getting social media again that I did go through and probably do go through seasonal culls I'm like, why am I following you that account? Why am I following that account? Like, every now and then you just yeah. throw out the coat. I do. And because I'm in this yeah, constant, I turn my phone off sometimes for the entire weekend or I'll deactivate my account and have a breather and switch off from it or I'll do the cull because I'm constantly checking in with myself and I'm in therapy and I'm doing all these things with myself to keep myself sane and survive that I've done this kind of thing. Isn't it insane that you have to do that though? Yeah, it it is. is. It's It's kind of wild. I think, but I'm a particularly sensitive soul, so I'm very mindful of what I consume and who I spend my time with. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas I am like the opposite Mm. of sensitive like I I consider myself to be like a chameleon of sorts right so I can I can change myself into whatever the person that I'm with wants to be and I don't know whether that comes from a background in sales or I'm just a personable person I don't know I'm not personable I'm bloody hard to get along with but that's probably only for the people that really know me so the people that I'm just acquaintances with they'll be like oh but she really likes this well no I don't I you know what it I might mean? have seemed that way when we spoke yeah yeah but the, the people that really know me they'll always say you know um, if you had to explain yourself in three words what would they be right what yeah. would your three words be well, yeah oh gosh I've never, been, I've never I've uh, never been asked that I would say my three words um emotional um <laughs> Lead with emotional. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, three words. I would actually say uh, emotional, fun, and compassionate. Absolutely. But then ask me tomorrow, it might be different. <laughs> <laughs> so I always think about what my three words are. Mm. And this is just because I often get asked to explain myself. Right. And like, why are you like that? 
Who asks you to explain yourself? Oh, mate, you wait till you meet oh, my friends. No. Like, they, but not in a bad way. Just like, okay. why are you the way that you are? How can you deal with all of the stuff that we have to deal with, but in a different, in way. a resilient so, way? Def- give me the three words that, that right. describe you. Then, so I would describe me as resilient. Love that. Hardworking, and the third one I would say is I don't know what the word is, but I want to use the word chameleon, right? So that is the thing that makes me resilient, is being able to adapt. Adaptive. Let's use our word. Let's get rid of adaptive. And if there's one thing that I've ever learned in my very long 26 years that I've been alive, and, and everybody's looking at like, She's lived a long life. I have, and it's, it's <laughs> been a, it hasn't been a hard one. And we'll get to that in a different episode, I think. Uh, like, we will, actually. I, I want to talk about how not hard my life has yes, been. Yes, I can't wait. But the one thing that I've learned is resilience, because what are you going to do about it? Like, yeah. the fact of the matter is you just have to move with the times. You, you just do. have to pick up your shit and change mm. if it's for the better. And sometimes even if it's not, sometimes you just have to change for a little while to get by. Right. And that's what I find about social media as well, is that people are so actively trying to consume what is current. Mm. And sometimes you've got to do that just for a short period of time, but never, ever lose yourself. No, and you don't have to. And I would urge you to do this Marie Kondo. Sorry, where am I saying it right? Yeah, Kondo. Marie Kondo. Kondo, Kondo, Kondo. You've got to do it because there can be a lot of joy from the things. If you surround yourself. You are what you eat, right? It's like that thing. You can tell a lot about a man by the company he keeps. I think you can tell a lot about a person by the accounts that they follow, their hobbies, the things they consume. What are you consuming? You are the books you read, the the movies that you watch, the people you surround yourself with. Have you heard that saying? No, but I love it. It's brilliant. And it's truly, and it's, it's something that you should live by and check in with in your life because that's where it starts. You get to be unapologetically, uniquely you. And it's fine. I uh, I love the unapologetically thing. Because yes. if there's, you know, there is a such strong truth in being honest. Mm. And I am unapologetically honest yep. to the people that I can be around. Yes. You know, um, but I'm also probably too honest and too blunt with people that I shouldn't be too, that aren't resilient, oh, right. that aren't ca- can't handle it. And that is something that I'm trying to work on as well. Like, okay. you know, um, I do need to be more compassionate. I lack compassion, understanding, patience. So I'm working on that. And everybody's okay. listening like, yeah, she yeah. is rough. But <laughs> in a sense, like that helps me to be the hardworking person that I am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't exactly. fit all of this shit in if you're giving no. too much of yourself away to everybody else. I agree. And you know what? The world can't have everybody being the feelings, compassionate, let's hug it out, don't worry, it's okay. If everyone was like that, there'd be a lot that didn't if get done. If everyone was like you, you mean? Basically. <laughs> We need to have the Kayaras. Yeah. And we of course, there's balance with everything. You need to have the compassionate people or you yep. need to have the understanding. But of course, you also need the people that are going to go, hey, wake up, do this. Like, we're all different for a reason so that we can all do different jobs and the world can keep going around Absolutely. and around and around. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I think with the um, social media thing, getting back to mm-hmm. that, I want everybody to also take a look and one thing that used to get me down was like well why aren't more people liking my photos oh see I don't I don't care about that no not anymore yeah I get upset when people don't like the photos of my dog because it's just like <gasps> oh yeah I can imagine yeah like anyway I'm sure that's how people feel about their children <laughs> I, I, I don't know people but oh, you no. know but then I, I saw this thing that's like somebody 
can have 300 likes on an Instagram photo, but I can assure you they don't have 300 friends. And isn't that really all that matters? Exactly. And the minute that I saw that, I was like, cool, well, my five real friends liked my photo. Exactly. And in fact, they called me and said, how's your dog going? You know? Oh, that's what matters. That's the real shit. You know, Mm. that's the stuff. And, And perhaps the people that get the 300 likes on their photos maybe also, like you, you said, received some messages that said it wasn't great. So for their 300 likes, they may have got two dislikes, which completely outweighed the 300 likes that they got and it was all a fucking waste of time. Yeah, and then that's the, that's where things start getting really annoying to me and complicated and because the, it's unfortunate that the negative voices are the loudest and yeah. that sucks. Yeah. It's almost like then that 300 likes didn't matter. That's it. Exactly. But actually, to anyone, it doesn't matter. Really? It doesn't, yeah. For the average, you know what I mean? I just don't care. If one photo gets 10 likes and one gets 100, great. I don't actually care because I'm only doing it because of whatever. Or I like the photo, so I'm doing it or yeah. whatever the reasons. I but don't know. I remember when Instagram, well, I don't know when it actually first came out, but I remember when I first hit Instagram. Yeah. And I would only post a photo if it was beautiful or if it was artistic or if it was. Mm. I remember those days. You remember those vaguely. days? And. The, the other day I thought about it and I said, where did the art of Instagram go and the hate enter? It left when people started to monetize off Instagram, you know, and start realising it could be a tool to build their brands and then so was born the influencers, the, you know, those people that became and then they could start, oh, I've got all this following and then I can start charging, you know, businesses are sending me things and now they're paying me money to post their things and then I think it turned into because I almost saw it explode it went from when I joined Instagram in 2013 I saw the change over the next few years from it going from you know the arts photographs and and everyone almost like an even playing field to crazy I mean I followed I I got Instagram to follow a uh, my makeup artist I used to work as a makeup artist and uh, there are a lot of makeup artists I follow on YouTube and watch their tutorials and stuff and I know one who I started following in 2013 Shani had a few thousand followers. She was doing really, like... A few thousand like, as I'm sitting here with my, yeah. like, 24 followers. I was like, continue. But in the sense of... But now, no, she's in the millions. She is rich. She, like, I'm talking... I started following her when she couldn't even afford to eat. And was just a normal girl from Brooklyn over in the States, working at Mac, doing her thing. And then th- she was one of those first ones to really capitalise on that whole brand thing. And people is she a bitch? Or is she a nice gal? She seems... To be honest with you, you know what happened? So when Insta stories came around, no, before that, God, I'm sounding like a nana now, Snapchat stories. Love me a Snapchat, yeah. Oh, when I started following her on Snapchat, always aggressive because she also, come coming with a big audience, you get a lot of hate. So she was quite aggressive. And I remember messaging my sister going, oh, my God, if you if you love this makeup our artist, Amreezy, do not follow her videos because she's much nicer in pictures on videos. All she does is rant and rave about the haters and it's it's really sad and she's so negative and I couldn't stand. And I actually went off her for a long time. And then I watched a video with, so this was a couple of years ago, then I watched a video of hers recently where she totally softened and she did this whole thing about everything blew up so quickly. I got so many haters, didn't know how to handle it. And I kind of ranted and raved and I, I wasn't proud of who I was as a person. And now I'm nice. Like, look at me sticking up there. Like, but this See, is the compassion, sort of thing. But, compassion, everybody. <laughs> but this is in my little world of things that I follow and really enjoy. There's all this sort of stuff going on. So this could be a bit of a boring story for anyone that doesn't know. But I think what I take from that is back to your point of when did Instagram go wrong? I think it was when people started making money from it. As is the rest of the world. Yes. Terrible. I mean, imagine 
if we all did the good stuff. You know, imagine if social media turned from being antisocial into a social thing again, you know, like, yes. hey, everyone, I'm going down the river this tonight, you know, everybody bring a couple of snags and meet me down there. Oh, that will never happen. Yeah, well, I mean. It would be so nice, but people aren't that nice. What do you mean it could be? Imagine if you just cleansed down your Facebook and your Insta to the people that might oh, actually that fucking nice. show up. Yeah, true. Maybe, oh, that's what my Facebook's kind of like. Yeah. Well, I'm on friends. your Facebook, you know what I mean? But... Yeah. Imagine if you just had it with the people that actually genuinely liked you. I th- that would be my dream. You know, I recently decided to try and do this thing around the time we decided to do this podcast as well, where I created a new Instagram page that was just going to be about radio. And my intentions for that were, you know, there's two people out of my that I know of that have said negative things. Therefore, I don't want to share anything with them. I'm going to turn my Instagram into a personal page just for friends. You're going to put the puppet on. everyone unfollow and put the puppet on. And I had an industry uh, friend of mine who does Brekkie Radio in Melbourne message and say, hey, I hate to tell you what to do, but just curious what's happened because what you don't want to do now is go and give your audience a beige, watered-down version of yourself like, you are you, and that's the whole point of your job with radio. So kind of decide. So with radio, commercial radio specifically, the whole point is personalities, and that's who radio stations hire. So it's like if you're going to not be you because someone thinks you're too loud or they think you're too offensive or you're too sexual, that's kind of not really your problem. Yeah, and, I mean, we live currently in this, like, exceptionally tight-knit community. Yeah. And, and when I told people that we are going to do this podcast, they're like, what are you going to talk about? And I'm just like, not people. And they're like, why? I'm like, because they all knew that I'm talking about them. And it's the same thing when you're on radio. Like two people that don't like you in Sydney, for example, Mm. is like legitimately a blip in the ocean. Oh, you don't even know. Yeah. But two people that hate you here. Or like hate is a strong word. They don't even fucking know you. But two people that hate the puppet, right? Mm. The two people that hate the puppet seem like torrential downpours because... It's a small place. It's a real small place Everybody and there's some knows. real small, opinion, you know, real small views and really small understanding of how the world is now, you know? Yeah, and also that's new for me because I do have that enjoyment and safety at home of I only surround myself with people that are like me and positive and like-minded and I live in a big place. And this is my first time living somewhere where oh, I'm like an alien here. So it's been... You did come with green hair. I did come with green hair and I was called an alien by people in Sydney before I left with the green (laughs) hair and I loved it and I was like, yes, I'm like a rock star alien. But I love that. I'll never not have the green hair. I also had a big leopard coat and I remember I I went to get a coffee the first time I got here and I said to the lady behind the coffee, I said, oh, hi, can I order a cappuccino? She said, sure. And I went, I just moved here with this big smile on my face, ready to make a friend. And she goes... Okay, and nodded and walked away. <laughs> and I was like, that's okay, I'm going to change my strategy. I'll make friends somehow. <laughs> Maybe it was the hair. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but the point is, back to being with Instagram and social media, I've never heard such a flurry about my Instagram before because um, I'm, just a, I'm just a normal person. I'm, I always joke, you know, I'm just like, I'm a humble radio announcer. What I do, I'm no hero. Um, I'm living my own life and, and doing things I yeah, enjoy. Yeah, but your life is everybody's um, business. Now, yeah. And then it's like, oh, this and that. And it's just wild to me. It's because I'm not like that. But this has been a great lesson, Kyra, for me to learn some strength and some resilience, yeah. which you know very well. And I'm proud that I, you know, rather than being sensitive and carrying away, like my initial instincts is to go, oh, shut it all down and disappear, to go, oh, this is 
okay, this is happening, but this is kind of going to be part of my what I've chosen to do. Yeah, this is the life, shit so. I got to deal with when I'm in yeah. the in the, in the social. And not to forget the people though that are positive. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I can't believe how many amazing people have been like, "Wow, I'm so excited about your podcast," which just blows my mind. Mm. Doesn't it blow your mind that people are excited to listen what you've got to say? Oh. I can't even tell you what it means to me if I if someone says that to me. I got, you know, I've been feeling really down lately about all this sort of stuff. And it's, again, that whole, you could have the 300 likes, but those two dislikes are going to get to you. And that's, I'm like, oh, that's really got to me. And then a friend of mine at work said that, hey, here's something to encourage you. She was at an event the other day that I couldn't make. And I didn't really want to go because I've just been trying to avoid being in public because I've been scared. But she said that someone said to her, oh, is Mariam going to be here? She said, no, she's not. She said, oh, that's a shame because I wanted to tell her I'm really, I really enjoy the things she says and this and that. And it just made my day. And it reminded me, oh, yeah. Imagine how good it would have been if you were fucking there. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> hang on, so the people that are positive and nice, now they have to miss out on all this, like, the glory, glory of, of what is Mariam. Yeah. Because of uh, people that aren't. And I thought, no, actually, I think I need, it's time to start getting back out there and remember that. And I've been really lucky to meet some people that we know in the Riverland who are beautiful and, and who, who have been awesome to me. And, you know, I've met yourself. And to remember that there are really good people as yeah, well. for sure. I mean the 300 outweigh the 200 and and you're listening at home that that's the thing like don't if I got two likes from two people that I genuinely cared about exactly that would mean more and I often don't like I don't you know when you get the thing on Facebook it's like oh so-and-so got engaged or so-and-so are having a baby and people comment on that or like it yeah I don't I might like it but I pick up the phone and that might be something that is no longer done I love a chat as we're all sitting here (laughs) you like a chit chat I love a chat I love the fact that that congratulations on the engagement might turn into, so what have you been up to? You know, hearing, like, the real story. Because my one comment on their, you know, thing that's getting 400 likes and, you know, 50 gazillion comments legitimately is the blip in the ocean, but maybe that phone call might make their day. Yes. You know, and And it's a lot more real, isn't it? Yeah. and It's a real friend. And I often pick up the phone to my friends and even you know, uh, work colleagues and stuff like that when I could normally text them or, you know, send them an inbox or something like that. But I thought to myself, I'm like, no, I'm going to skew away from the simple and I'm going to go back to something that might actually mean something. So maybe we should all do that, Marion. What do you reckon? You know what? I'm open to it because I'm the worst with a phone call. I'm very, I'll look at it and, you know, I'll be like, oh, oh and text the, I'm the really bad. Oh, with a phone I call. have friends like that <laughs> and I will oh incessantly call them until they pick up. Stalky, stalky, do you talky? Yeah. yeah, my girlfriend's like that. She's like, I'm just going to keep ringing you until you pick up. Stop texting me. I want to talk to you yeah, on the phone. I want the real thing. And once you pick up the phone, don't you think that anxiety does go away? And I use the yes. word anxiety pretty no, but lightly. It's, no, but it is anxiety. It when is. it rings, I'm like, no. Yeah. Mm, what if they <laughs> want to actually find out how I actually am and I can't hide it behind an emoji? <laughs> you know, like, what if that happens far out? Like, but, like, pick up the fucking phone and ring your friends. Yeah. You know, I often, um, you know, my face, like, turns around when I get a phone call from somebody I haven't heard from. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like, you're like oh, shit, so so-and-so's nice. calling. I haven't heard from them. How's it going? Instead of like, yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you, smiley face? Like, the generic the non bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Oh and, God, and, that's, yes. and, and the text messages and the inboxes and the comments on Facebook are meaningless in comparison to real friendship. So 
put down the socials every now and again. They're great for a purpose. Keep up to date with, you know, who's getting married, who's having babies, who's got a new job, all of that sort of bullshit. But pick up the phone to see how people are actually going and what they're up to. I love that. You know what else? While we're challenging people, well, yeah. I would honestly challenge people when they can. If 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 you're listen to you, you I just if, to if you can, I'm just being gentle, gentle. <laughs> Go on, Mary. I'm hitting with the hard stuff. What do you actually turn your want? phone off for 48 hours? But actually do it. Turn it off. Fuck put it that. in your drawer. What do you and mean? Just turn it off. Go off the grid. Have you never done that? <laughs> you probably can't because of your business. Maybe with maybe if you own a business, you can't. I don't. So Holy I can. shit. That, I, I don't get anxiety, right? Like, like anxiety is yeah. a pretty strong word, but I use it like it's nothing. Anyway, I don't get anxious, but the oh. idea of missing a phone call. Oh, is it? Oh, we're uncovering some things <laughs> about you That now. is mind-blowing. I don't <gasps> know if it? I could do it. Like, the idea of not being on social media for 48 hours. Fine. Not bothered. Oh, missing a text message. Not bothered. Missing call. a phone call from somebody that might actually need to talk mm. to me. Like, what if I'm the person that they need that day? And that's me giving mm. myself a God complex. Listen to me. Like, what if I can change their life? <laughs> Far out. But, like, what if, I don't know. Then like, they'll I'm, have to call someone else. Shit, son. Do you know what? <laughs> I, isn't this interesting? Okay, maybe not 48 hours. What if you could try a day, like 12 hours? On a Sunday or something. Oh, look at that, picking the day. Yeah, picking well, the yeah, day. Well, yeah, I mean, during yeah, the yeah, week, like, to. a girl's got a job, you I, know. Yeah, I understand that. I, lo- I love a good Friday night, no plans on the weekend, turn the phone off, and then don't turn it on until Sunday night. I am, wow. I live for it. I love That's it. That's because you are, like, a, the it's definition a of antisocial, though. But It's true. It's like, no, true. but it's great. Like, it's, I'm going to give it a crack. I'm going to give it a crack. So for, <laughs> for everybody listening out there, if I don't answer you on a Sunday, it's because Mariam's told me to turn my phone off. <laughs> Let's all give it a go. I'm going to so. lock in a date. I'll mm. let everybody know via social media. Listen to me. I'll let you know on Facebook if I won't be able to call you. I love that. <laughs> but you know what? These are the times we live in. It's yeah, our I'll send home. out. I'll send out a telegram. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Wow. True, so we've got three. So here are the three takeaways. Marie Kondo, your Instagram. Stop following those accounts that make you feel bad. Pick up the what phone. Was the other one? Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and call your friends. See call how your friends. See how they're actually rather going. Rather than a text. You know this, like, are you okay movement and how it only happens on one day of the year and all oh, that sort of bullshit. Don't get me started. That's I'm not going to get you started because we don't have time for, <laughs> for your ranting on it. But, like, genuinely, like, yeah. pick up the phone and ask how they're, how they're going, what they're up to, and make it last more than a coupler, you know? Mm. Like, drag that shit out. If they're trying to hang up on you, be like, have you got somewhere better to be than on the phone to me? Because I don't believe it. Oh, my God, I I do that to people. And and next minute you're, like, on the phone for an hour and you're like, thank goodness I have an unlimited Telstra plan. What was number three? (laughs) That was yours, Mariam. Number three is then on a weekend when you're not picking up the phone to call your friends, turn your phone off. So pick a day that you know it's not going to be detrimental, you don't need to save any lives, where you can just have a total and I hate to say detox and sound like a wanker, but I'm going to say it, have a total digital detox, turn off the phone and just chill. See how long you can do it for. Can you hear my heart racing? Yeah, I can. (laughs) I can see it pumping through your chest from here. How funny. Yeah. But, I mean, on a side note, everybody listening at home, it has been an absolute pleasure to debrief with you, hasn't it? It really has. I think that's what this is going to turn into. It will be. Because I've, I've disregarded a lot of my notes. So I don't know about We you. had this plan. We had this plan of, like, all of these things we wanted to talk about and, and we were just like, let's just sit in front of them. We'll get our phones out if we need to. I didn't pick my phone up once. I bet you I've got, like, three missed calls from people that need me to save oh, their lives. Oh, no, probably. <laughs> I kid, I kid. But in all seriousness, it has been an absolute pleasure and um, 
I personally can't wait until next week. What have we got neither, on next week? Neither. I think it's sex, drugs and rock and roll. Ooh, some of my favourite subjects. Yeah. I mean, oh, me too. I mean, I'm currently on some pain relief that I can't wait to talk to you about. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I was about to say, are you really? No. <laughs> well, I can't really contribute to the drugs one. So, I don't know. I was just going to throw in them. Love, love me some Tramadol or something. Well, that's okay because it's not even, uh, you know, it's more what everyone else is talking about. Yes. I'd love to know your thoughts on a few. Yeah, so few can people things. throw some ideas at us, Mary? Yeah. Is that how this is going to work? I wouldn't. Well, if they want to, totally. Yeah, inbox us. Throw some ideas. Let inbox us know what us you on like. the socials. Yes. Yeah. Kayara will, will check it because I don't know how to use Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, Mariam, have you got any cool ideas? Yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, just... You do you, hon. You, want to do. you do you, hon. Yeah, I believe in that you. That should totally be our hashtag. Are we allowed to do that? <laughs> yes. I don't. We wanted a sign-off. Is yeah. that the sign-off? Yeah, let's pick one. What, what should it be? You do... Because Rove has... Say hi to your mum for me. Yeah, I wanted personally because I'm an absolute bitch. Like I wanted go off and have the day that you deserve. Like karma's going to come and bite you in the ass. It's a bit harsh. We're trying to be positive. You know what's funny? When you say go off and have the day you deserve, I, my mind I I lit up. I was like, that sounds good. I deserve a great I day as I'm like day. as I'm there like stepping over like <laughs> things just in case the ground from underneath me catches on fire. No, I kid you not. I've done a couple of really good things lately, which the world has rewarded me for. Okay, and that makes me really excited. But good. I think that it's something that I, my friends say to me all the time. I'm like, you know what? I really don't feel like doing that. Okay, well, you go do you, hun. I love that. Can I tell you? Because it, it applies for so many things. Yeah. So many that, oh, I'm holding my tongue over a whole other rabbit hole I want to go down right now. But we will get to that in the series. But you do you, hun, says a lot. That is a big sentence there, I think. All right. We're going to roll with it, guys. So everybody listening at home, tune in next week for our episode on sex, drugs and rock and roll. Yes, absolutely lit. So until next week. You do you, hun. Love it. <laughs> <laughs>